0: Welcome to Charity Chat. I'm your host Danielle Guntaliki. Today I spoke with Jeremy Forshee from Create Explore, which is an organisation that wants to help match together the creative desires and passions of people with the needs of organisations, small charities, businesses who may not have access to these skills and may not know where to find them or even how creativity could help solve some of the issues that they've been puzzled over. This episode will look at the value of working creatively, the need and benefit of connecting people with passions to organisations with a problem to solve. It will also touch on how to start your creative journey and the various issues or challenges your organisation might be facing that could be solved with and through creative solutions. We also look at the challenges small charities face when it comes to capacity and being able to access such services or consider developing this way. Within the sector, it can sometimes be a toss up between equally important things and the lack of resource and capacity to do them both, even if it will further the objectives of an organization. This is a problem that is much broader than this conversation alone, but it was interesting to consider the ways in which the creativity is affected and what organizations could be missing out on. Jeremy shared openly the work and learnings that he and Create Explore have undergone in the past two and a half years since starting and his passion to work to enable both hobbyists and explorers to find each other is evident. It was also good to hear that Jeremy is exploring and starting the work of understanding how the tech world and industry could reach out to charities and become more accessible. We talk about the language that's used. We talk about the variety of routes to access charities and small organizations. I hope you enjoy listening to our chat and it's useful for you. This episode is brought to you by our Platinum sponsor, Charity People. Here is Jeremy Forshoe on the value of working creatively. Hi Jeremy, thank you for joining us today. Um, I just wondered if you could introduce yourself to our listeners, tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe your past experience.
1: Sure, hi Daniel. So uh, Jeremy Forshoe, so um, I uh, my day job is uh, focused on um, uh, shaping and delivering large technology projects so, so over you know the last 25 years or so I've worked mostly in the public sector in the UK um, uh, and working on you know fairly big complex long-term projects um, you know uh, uh, mostly in, in technology um, uh, I didn't really start out wanting to work with technology or particularly with the public sector, but I found that that's where the most interesting work was, and kind of over my career, I've kind of gravitated in that direction. But aside from my day job, um, I've I've always had creative hobbies. I've always been interested in initially in music. So as a kid, um, I, I I loved uh, playing piano and so on. You, you'd never find me without you know, an electron, electronic keyboard of some kind, and that hobby kind of grew with me. So. Um, over time, I, I kind of collected more keyboards and started to play in bands, write music, and all that sort of stuff. And then I also got into things like photography and and, um, and making film uh, and 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 sort of well, creative hobbies like that. And I, and I sort of learned fairly on that the things that, or well, the one thing that made me good at my job um, was being creative. So if I could find ways to bring what I did as a hobby into my day job, I, I, you know, I'd always... I'd always do that. So if there's an opportunity at work to, you know, to make a film about what we were doing, you know, I'd be the one to say, "Oh, can we make a film?" You know, and, and, and um, I, but I found that generally just being creative in the way that you approach, you know, everyday problems kind of really made a difference for me. And, and and I really enjoyed the experience more if I could be a bit more creative and change the way that we did we did things. Um, but I I, I also found that um, there weren't enough opportunities for for me to do that and um, so, so i'd always be looking for more ways to use my kind of creative hobbies that, that my day job would allow and you know so i'd i um, do the usual sort of thing so i take photographs for friends you know you know photograph actually, i've actually done one or two weddings i think um i've written a couple of wedding songs actually three wedding songs if you include my own wedding um uh I've made films um that sort of thing basically anything um where i could kind of bring my creative hobby to what i do so and that became more and more a focus for what for what, for what I for what I do. I, I guess if and that's a very long introduction, but hopefully I give you a sense of where I come from.
0: Yeah, definitely. Thank you. It's really interesting. Um. So yeah, I think it'd be a good time, obviously, then to touch on create, explore. Um. So it'd be good to know you've already touched on it a little bit about what your motivation is to want to connect people. Um. But I suppose for our listeners, it'd be good to tie it into charities and the the kind of approach and how you feel create, explore in as itself could support charities help charities and kind of that connecting that you do around the creative hobbies and things so um if you yeah if you could introduce create explore what it's based around and then touch on the importance of that creativity with charities
1: yeah sure so so i mean create explore grew out of uh you know my my own interest in trying to do something useful with with my creative hobbies i i um I found it was actually quite hard and I didn't have time to go looking for, um, ways, you know, looking for projects, if you like looking for useful things to do. Um, and yeah, you know, there's a ton of Facebook groups and, and things out there where you can kind of, you know, they run competitions for, you know, who can take the best photograph of, a, you know, a bird in flight or something like that. And it's kind of, well, that's, that's interesting, but it doesn't really help anybody, you know? Um, so, uh, and I couldn't, I couldn't see any way of, of, of me. As a hobbyist, creative, being able to um, find useful things to do with with my hobbies, and that's really where the idea for Creative Explore came from. So, really, what we what we do with Creative Explore is um, we match creative hobbyists, so if, so if you like people like me who have skills like photography or filmmaking or you know building websites or that kind of thing, with basically anybody who could use their help. So, which includes in particular charities, and, and I say. In particular charities and community groups and, and not-for-profits because um, I found they're the most ma- motivating for people P- people feel the most connection um, uh, with those sort of organizations. Um, we have a lot of um, interest from you know from small businesses and from individuals and, and you know in sports clubs and that sort of thing but actually I think it's charities and, and, and other not-for-profits that are the most interest, most interesting. Uh, uh for our creators um and uh, uh so what we do is we we basically bring those two audiences together we're, we're basically a marketing marketplace i mean the the best ana- analogy is probably you know a dating agency if you like we we, we try and find out what both are interested in and, and and try and bring them together um so if you're a charity and you want you know help uh maybe uh building a website or with a with a particular campaign um or or you know Creating a logo or, or whatever it is, um, then you know we we, we will um, connect you with uh, a creative hobbyist who has that kind of skill set and is interested in working with with someone like you, and we do all of that for free. And that's what Creative Explorer is set up to do. <laughs>
0: I guess as well to move on from that one slightly um but still touching on charities is around the the importance of charities and small groups accessing creative solutions so in terms of creativity more more broadly what what impact do you feel that it can have um how do you think it can help what kind of solutions could it offer
1: yeah i mean i th- i think um I mean, cre- cre- creativity is uh, it's one of those things that it's kind of hard Hard to define but I've, I've always thought of it as the, you know what the way you bring your whole self to a problem so so that the way um the way that you do something differently to the way somebody else might do it that's that's your the creativity that you bring to a particular challenge and that might be that might be overly simplistic but it's kind of uh, um, it, it works for me and, and i think creativity is it's incredibly powerful um uh, you know it's fundamental to how we communicate and how we we get people on board with ideas and so on i mean i remember a, this is a sort of fairly well-known statistic that you know 95% of decisions are made subconsciously they're made based on you know the the, the way people uh um react to your message your body language or all, all that kind of thing and and um uh, creativity is for me is is how you can it's, it's a really big part of how you create those emotional connections with somebody so it's a um, it's one thing to kind of empathise with somebody and, and to understand what they're trying to achieve, but then to create a an emotional connection and get them to actually engage with what you're uh, with what you're, you're trying to do and, and get on board with it and support it and and take whatever action you want want them to do. I think creativity has a really important role in in you know creating that emotional impact um, and, and making that happen. You know, if you think of, I mean, it, you know a really simple example but we've all seen a tv ad at some point for for, you know for a big charity and we've we've kind of we've been moved by the story and we you know we've got our phone and we've kind of you know we've sent the text and and supported that charity so and and that's because that's because of that emotional connection And, and um if you if you look at i mean we're really interested in smaller charities and so on and smaller charities don't have the big budgets. You know, they're not—they're 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 um, not making TV ads in the same way. Um, and, and at a local level, there's probably going to be a lot more competition for um, for uh, uh, individuals' attention, for people's attention, um, uh, than there is, you know, uh, potentially at a national level. Uh, so, so if you think about, um, you know, creating a brand, creating an identity, something that stands out from the competition. Um, the, the kind of uh, the way in which you might get your message across you know so so whether that's you know if it if, if how you present yourself um on a website or the messaging you use what images you use being clear about how you create that emotional reaction um, from somebody i think is all about creativity so if, if you know it, it, you, it's not a simple, simply a case of saying well we want as a charity we, you know this is what we're about. This is this is this is um, what we do. You know, we'd like you to support us. It's kind of it's it's much more complicated than that. Mm. Um, and and I, there's no reason to me why you shouldn't, um, you know, treat that problem in the same way you would if you were you know if if you're a business or, or or a larger charity. You haven't got the same kind of budget, but the, the the reaction you're trying to get and what you're trying to do is is exactly the same.
0: I think that's a really interesting um, insight and take on it. And I suppose in such a fast paced world now with people's attentions constantly being pulled in different directions, I think it's that element of how do you capture someone? Um, and yeah. also that progression as well from in not just being sad emotions. There's actually quite a lot of creative solutions in really positive ways and innovations. Um, oh,
1: yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the, the you know, it absolutely doesn't have to be a, uh, a sad emotion. I mean, there are, you know, I, mean, I, I remember, um, uh, 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 somebody, somebody once said to me that there are basically four or five emotions, but you know, one of the most, one of the most, um, compelling ones is actually nostalgia, you know, which, which is not particularly a sad emotion, but it's a kind of create a connection with something that, 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 um, you know, that all of us carry around in one form or another, if you can create that connection, that's a really powerful emotion, but then also you know, happiness and that kind of thing. Um, uh, you know, you, you, something that feels like um, uh, uh, you know you you are you're doing something positive. I mean, I think that's the that's the reaction, that's the feeling that I get. You know, if 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 I if I if I do something that I think has helped somebody, it's it's that sort of feeling of you know it's almost sort of self righteousness. You know, about positive. You know, I've done something useful, um, and, and I think if creating, that's a very positive emotion. Which, which, I mean, I think charities are kind of almost uniquely positioned to to create.
0: Mm. And I suppose as well, um, just to move on slightly, but on the on a similar note sort of thing, with COVID and everything and things being so tech-based, I guess it's how do you stay creative online and across a different type of platform? I wonder if there's anything that's come up around creativity and like technology that you've seen.
1: I mean, one of the interesting things for me is, is about how actually technology is uh, on the one hand, it's so more accessible now than it ever used to be. I mean, you can present yourself. I mean, look at Create Explorer. You know, I've had a lot of people contact me who think that Create Explorer is a very large organization because of the way we present ourselves online. Whereas the truth is, it's me. Uh, and, 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 you know, and, and me part time actually, um, because I have a day job. But you can present yourself online in a way that you know, I don't think you ever could previously because the tools allow you to build a website, build a, a social media presence in a way uh, uh, that was, wasn't previously possible and you know automate the way in which you engage with, with people and grow your audience and so on um, it, in, in a way that I, I don't think has been possible before. But on the flip side of that, um, because everybody, all the technology providers are competing for the same uh, you know, the, the, the same uh, customers as it were, there's, there's a lot of um, uh, there's a lot of spin put into the technology, so so it can be quite confusing. There's a lot of you know technical language, and everybody's trying to differentiate you know just by kind of tuning the way that they they describe their technology and, and saying, well, you know, yes, but but you're you're uh, you know, you're doing this, but are you doing it you know using artificial intelligence tools or so, something that's kind of you know the latest whatever it is? And, and actually, the reality is um, the, the the basic tools that you need to to get out there um, and, and you know put it put a any kind of organization charity business whatever it is online um, and and find an audience are, are are pretty straightforward these days. So so I think and there's there's been a uh, uh, there's been a huge shift um, certainly in business to to using those sort of platforms i can't speak for charities but, but but i'd i'd imagine it's it's the same um over the last year or so because that's been such a an e- it's been an easier way to to reach your audience when the, the audience isn't coming through the door um uh and um from a sort of one of the things that's been very obvious to me um from the perspective of creative explorers is, is the number of people who have taken up creative hobbies and therefore are you know, pot- potentially able to support those businesses has, has exploded. I mean, there was a, a study recently, I think it was NBC in the States said something like 75% of Americans now have a creative hobby. I mean, I forget how many Americans there are, but you know, 300 odd million. You know, So, so in the UK, that's, I, see, I mean, it's a huge number. Um, and, and I've got no reason not to believe that, you know? So, so I think, I think there's, there's a really interesting opportunity to bring those two groups, uh, groups together absolutely
0: yeah that leads leads quite nicely onto um the way that, that create explore creates a platform for that skill sharing and skill development um and I suppose it'd be interesting to see why, why you feel that's important, but then also just on what you mentioned around smaller charities. And I think accessing that kind of support is really, really valuable, especially when you say like different places have different budgets and um, small charities don't have access to being able to run, say TV ads and different things. So how mm. can they make use of some of these different skills and hobbies that people have taken on? Um, it'd be good to get your take on that if we can.
1: Yeah, sure. So, so, I mean, if you know, if you if you are a if you are a small business, so not a charity, you'd probably look at um, one of the freelance sites that, that are you know, and you want creative help, you probably look at something like Fiverr or, or Upwork or one of those one of those sites that pro- provides you relatively low cost access to creative professionals, proper freelance professional freelancers. Um, but both of those organisations are are trying to move up market so they're trying to you know they're aiming for fortune 500 businesses and they're trying to increase um the fees that that freelancers um get paid for their creative help and 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 there's a real gap i think in um well a that they're leaving behind but also uh, um, in providing an opportunity for hobbyist creatives to to get some sort of creative fulfillment to do to do something useful there is no way of, of them accessing, you know, uh, um, uh, providing, uh, um, you know, so th- there's no easy route for them to find, uh, organizations who might want their help. There's no, um, uh, prior to creative for, there was no marketplace. And, and I, th- I think there's a, there's an interesting opportunity where you have, um, uh, small charities who maybe don't have an experience of working with creative professionals. So they don't, they might, they might might not have the budget, but they might also feel uncomfortable, um, effectively competing with with business for for creative services. So so paying fees 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 for services they potentially don't particularly understand, um, um, and at, and at the same time um, there's an opportunity for creative hobbyists who don't want to be seen off as seen as a professional. So they want. They want to be able to put themselves out there with that, but without having to say, "Hey, I'm a professional freelancer." You know, I, I, I think I'm quite good at some of the things I do creatively, but I would never call myself a professional, and I wouldn't want to because actually I don't want that that burden. If you see what mm-hmm. I mean, I want I want somebody to to think of me as doing them a favour, if you like, um, to some extent. So, so uh, I, I think there's an opportunity to um, to to create a match between people who are are willing to, who who want to help, but you accept that they're not a professional and therefore you're going to get varying levels of expertise and so on. And people who who say, actually, I don't really understand, you know, digital marketing or web design or whatever it is, but I'd like to give it a go. Is there somebody out there who's willing to spend a bit of time with me and kind of, you know, we can educate each other a bit and, and and let's try and make something happen. And, And that that's, that's the sort of intersection that I'm aiming, great explore at.
0: Mm. There seems to be um, just from listening to you there some some similar undertones with with volunteering and with lots of charities mm. and smaller organisations taking on, and um, I think especially over COVID, taking on like social media volunteers and things like that. Um, and I suppose this is this is an interesting space of that um, higher level of skill, isn't it, where someone can develop their skill. While also offering and and having that kind of um, reward sense coming from that, Dep- depending who they help, because obviously I know Create Explore isn't exclusively for charities, but it, it's it's aimed towards them as well, sort of thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, just just kind of expanding on that a little bit. I suppose it would be interesting to hear what your expectations or hopes were when you set up Create Explore, and then how that's kind of matched up with both the reality, but. What have you like learned from the process?
1: We launched um, at the end of 2018 a- and we, l- we launched what I, what I called a beta product. So I, I knew it wasn't complete and I knew it wasn't perfect, but I wanted to get something out there that we could test. And I set myself a goal of, of getting to 2000 creators, so our creatives and a thousand projects. Um, and um, we actually got to 2000 creators in about a year. So it was a, a lot faster than I was expecting, um, uh, and in fact we're, we're at about half thousand now, so two and a half years later. So it's kind of um, gradually just carried on increasing. And I should say we haven't we haven't um, spent a whole lot of money on marketing or promoting the service. We've kind of just you know opened the door and see who turns up, kind of thing to uh, to a large extent and then projects we got to we got to a thousand projects in May this year so it took it took about a year longer than, than, to, than the, to hit the creator goal uh, and if you look at create explore as it stands today um, I think I think we've more or less reinvented every every aspect of it over the last two years just from learning from how people use it um, uh, you know the, the, what they want to get out of it um, what works for, for for both creators and and uh what we call explorers so people who post post projects um uh, and uh i mean one of the i suppose in terms of things that i've learned uh, one there's a market out there for this um you know it 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 it, it feels like there is um a, a really strong demand both from creators who 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 kind of oh yeah actually I, this sounds this sounds really different it sounds like a really interesting way to you know to do something useful but also from people wanting wanting from help from project uh, wanting help for their projects and we're we're running um a couple of uh ads at the moment which are video testimonials and, and one is from a um a small charity um and it, it's um it's it's fascinating to, to kind of, really rewarding to, 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 to see somebody who has found a creator or got help through something that we've built, and actually it's really made a difference to them. Um, uh, so so uh, seeing that start to happen has, has been hugely rewarding. Um, we've seen a really strong correlation between the skills that are offered um, by creators and what people are looking for help with. So things like um, photography, um, uh, 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 web design, digital marketing, um, film—those are the sort of the top skills, if you like, that that, we're, that people are looking for help with. And we and we've we've tried to stay fairly focused on the number of skills that we offer. And um, uh, we, we've done we've done a little bit of experimenting of trying different kinds of things. But we we sort of, in theory, Cre- Creative Explorer would work for any kind of creative skill, you know. It, um, uh, you know, if you if if there was a demand for I don't know knitting or something like that, and we have been asked to provide that skill, you know, you could. There's no reason why you couldn't do that, but but it felt to start off, off with that we should focus on the sort of digital creative skills that seem to be the most, um, the easiest to work work with, kind of remotely, um, uh, as well as kind of the most popular. Um, uh, and I should say as well that the way we've designed Creative explore it allows you to find people who are local, so so it's. Whilst most people do work remotely, it is set up so that if you want to work face-to-face, you, you, you can. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I suppose the other, um, going back to your question about learning, the, the other thing that, I, that, that we've learned is actually, um, I, 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 when I set out, I thought um, we, would, we would kind of, we would go live and we'd be flooded with projects and we'd struggle to find creators. And actually it's been more or less the exact opposite of that. Um, there's an awful lot of supply out there, and actually, actually getting the message out to people, to charities, for example, um, in particular, has been quite hard, um, and, and that that surprised me.
0: I think it'd be good to um, just go through the way in which create explore runs as a marketplace i think um, it'd be beneficial for our listeners to understand that process of there is the option of a fee to offer and be paid from the explorers and things yeah, yeah. but then um i think as well like you were just saying it would be good to get your take on on why you think there's potentially been a slower uptake with charities and then maybe link that back to um the need for and you've already touched on it around the creativity and the, the kind of impact it can have but um yeah if we could maybe go through it, the the marketplace and how create explore works and then we'll touch on um maybe that slower uptake okay. and potential reasons why
1: yeah okay i mean so so in in simple terms um uh, uh there are two sides to the marketplace so there's creators who you know provide the skills and the, and there's what we call explorers so charities uh, or or small business or individuals anybody who post projects um and um when you uh, uh as, as, so if you were a charity, for example, and you, you wanted help with, um, let's say you wanted help with um, building a website, as an example, you would post a project, um, which takes about uh, takes about two minutes, probably, and, and, and actually all you have to do is say um, who you are, what you want help with, what skill you need, so that would be web design in that case. Um, and uh, whether or not you want to offer any kind of financial reward. So, so you mentioned um, that uh, uh, the option of adding a financial reward. About half of our projects offer a financial reward. About half are done for free. Um, you don't have to offer anything. But when you post a project, um, what we do is we give you um, the, the minimum, maximum, and average fee offered for that particular skill over the last thirty days, um, and and you can use that as a guide. Um, or you can ignore it, or, or you can, um, or you can just say, "Actually, uh, um, I'd like help for free." Um, mm-hmm. And in particular, obviously, if you're if you're a, a charity or something, you're more likely to get interest, um, even if you, you offer, you know, you post the project um, uh, for free, uh, and and that's it. And 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 having done that, what we then do is present you with a list of creators who we think could help you, based on uh, where you are, if that matters, you know, skill. Um, uh all that kind of thing um, and we also we also look at things like um uh, it, uh creators get ratings so so you can see um you know if if people have worked with them before what kind of experience they had they also post albums so you can see examples of the kind of work that they've done um and, and so on so all of that goes into um uh, uh, uh helping you choose a creator and you can and then you invite uh as many creators as you like to help you and basically the first one to accept gets the project um, and you can chat with them, uh, you know, prior to making a decision and all that kind of thing.
0: Okay. Brilliant. So that's how that works. <laughs> no, I think that's really useful. And I think it just kind of gives a bit more of an idea in people's head of what, what the platform would be like and and how they can interact in that space. Um. So, yeah, it'd be good to then touch on um, why you think you might have found it harder to get in touch with charities. Um, I suppose from our point of view and from my work, I guess, there's an element of a barrier to do with digital sometimes. And especially when it comes to smaller charities and clubs and societies and things like that, that element of finding digital difficult, um, like you say, like lots of like jargon around things sometimes and not quite knowing. So yeah, it'd be interesting to get your take on that. And if you've had any feedback as well.
1: I mean, I think one of the reasons we found it hard is um, uh, because we've, the marketing that we have done has, has pretty much all been through social media. So, you know, Facebook, Instagram, et cetera, um, a lot of small charities don't have any presence on social media, um, and, and where they do, um, quite often, uh, and, and again, you, you know, you will know this better than I do, but, but it, it seems like a lot of, a, a lot of small charities are run, um, uh, uh, as a, as a sort of side project, if you like to, 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 or, or part-time by, by individuals. So Actually, when you when you look to, to um, through social media to tell them about what, what what you're doing, they're quite hard to find because they don't identify on social media as being as running a small charity. It's different if you if you you know if you own and run a small business. Quite often, the small business will have its own Facebook page. It will uh, and you will identify as a small business owner on, on Facebook. That doesn't seem to be the case with charities. So, so through social media, um, even, even if, uh, you know, if you or I were running a small charity, we still might be hard to spot on on social media. So, so I learned, um, I was gonna say, I learned very quickly. I learned more slowly than I should have done. Um, that that wasn't a particularly good route to, 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 uh, um, to get in touch with charities. And, And then you look at, um, uh, other sort of you know online search tools. So, so, what would a small charity search for on Google, for example? So they might be I don't know low low cost graphic design or something like that. Um, and 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 we've put quite a bit of effort into trying trying to um, without spending a fortune trying to improve how high up the you know the, the search results um, uh, creative Charity Explorer is, is presented. But but I think that probably you know going back to to where your, your question started actually uh, you know if you were running a small charity you prob you might not be on social media at, at all you might not be you know you you might not be um on any kind of um social media platform um you might uh, if you were looking for help and you did use google you might use a completely different terminology in, in looking for the kind of help that that, that we provide um and i, and I th- you know i don't have a, i don't have a, a solution to that yet other than to try and yeah you know, uh, uh we're doing quite a lot more work at the moment in trying to understand what kind of search terms people do use when they get as far as uh, uh, as google or if there are other routes i mean a bit like having this conversation or um you know other other more traditional media that might be a better way of, of getting our message out to um to small charities but it, but it's certainly proving a lot harder than, than than i thought it would be and 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 maybe there's also an overlay which is actually um uh, uh if you if you're running a small charity and it's a side project to a day job actually you just don't have the time to think about this so so so, and you know and that's a bit of a chicken and egg situation because actually we could really help then but but if you don't have the time to think about it you're just going to ignore even if you get our advert you know on facebook or something you're going to ignore it because like, i don't have the time to think about it Getting getting a website built, or or thinking about you know my my social media campaign, whereas actually we could take that away for you, and you might not even have to pay anything for it, and, and we could make a real difference. But but I think that's a, you know that's a difficult you know I understand why that's that, that's a difficult leap to make.
0: I think capacity is a massive issue in terms Mm. of having that time and that scope and that ability to to like say investigate something new and see how it could support and affect and all of those things so it would be interesting um interesting for organizations to hear what what solutions there are but then i suppose it would also be quite useful i suppose for create explorers or to hear what kind of terms charities are using and what are they searching for and what are their barriers so i suppose there's um some shared learning there that might be might be quite beneficial
1: I mean, one of the things on my list is to is to write a, a bit of a, you know, if you were setting up a small charity, from a creative perspective, actually, what are the kind of things you should think about? And But in plain English, I mean, where the technology industry is terrible at writing in plain English, and I think there's a real opportunity to kind of say, actually, this is what we mean when we say, you know, digital marketing or whatever it is, and how it's relevant, you know,
0: yeah, that actually links on to another question I had around how, how do we change those barriers and break down that language so that people can kind of realise what services and supports out there?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I think part of the responsibility for that lies with, you know, the service providers, if you like, people like CreateExplore or anybody else who wants to help. I mean, we have to be really careful not to use, you know, to demystify technology and not to use language that acts as a barrier. Um, uh, and I think um, I think the industry generally doesn't have a great track record of doing that, but I, I think there's a lot we can do. But I'd, I mean, I'd also encourage anybody who's, um sees the opportunity that that, that um, creative support can bring to kind of reach out, whether it's creative or to some other you know some other service provider, um, and, and just try it because I, I I've I've always felt that actually. Um, uh what what i'm trying to do is is almost introduce people to 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 the way in which creative services can help and they may go on then to you know use a professional service or whatever but but i but i think there is it's actually relatively low risk and it's it's actually a relatively easy step to just have a conversation with somebody and say well i'm trying to do this can you help Mm. um you know it doesn't cost anything um, and I, I think i'd encourage people to to reach out and, and uh, take that step
0: because there's obviously been so much work within the charity sector around organizations um, benefiting and working with their service users to ensure that they're not digitally excluded. So I suppose there's mm. there's kind of two sides of the same coin in some cases that there's charities needing to be able to access the, the tech talk, as well as being able to then make sure their service users can access their technology and their services um now most of them probably based online at the minute or at least have been for the last 18 months or so i think it'd be interesting to just to get your final take on creativity and the charity sector the kind of impact and influence you think it can have as well as um any suggestions for charities or small charities or societies of what they could do to be more creative
1: sure i mean it's that's actually a very very big question um <laughs> but, I, but i but i think i, I mean i you no, know, so as 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 somebody who, who um you know, and, and you should never do this should you? you should never abstract from your own view of the world but 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 I I I think that um there is a, an increasing propensity for people to to want to help whether that's at you know a, a community level you know a local level or or more widely and, and I think people have you know a combination of the skills and and at the moment certainly the, the time uh, uh to to help and that's an audience that i think charities are missing out on you know, I, i'm not i'm never uh, as somebody who probably spends you know too much time on social media or, or whatever i'm i'm never um i'm never uh, targeted in any way by charities or not-for-profits whether that's at a national level or, or 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 a local level um in a way that perhaps you might think i i would be um, and i don't i don't mean necessarily through sort of you know paid advertising or anything but even through you know where, where where i live we have you know local facebook groups and all that kind of thing so if i was a charity looking to access a local audience you know, you know i mean i it's a perfect channel but it's it's not it's not used and and i i, th- I think there must be that opportunity um uh, and and it will depend on you know what kind of charity you are what kind of um reach you have what kind of ambition you have you know whether you're local regional national whatever um but but i i tend to think of small charities And um, I, I think there is a real opportunity to create a um you know a, a brand and an identity um that captures you know that audience's imagination you know and and and, and um i i just i think there is a, a and I, and i think i've sort of I've seen that through what we've done with Creative Spore. There's this sort of pent-up demand to want to do something useful, you know, to want mm. to want to give back if you like, and to to want to help. And and I, I think it's being missed um, because it's nobody really knows how to engage with it and so on. And I I think all the tools that small business use are obviously available to charities, but they are but there are there are ways to use those kind of tools. I mean you can set up a website for next to nothing you know you, you, you can um create a, a you know a logo a brand a style if you like for next to nothing um, and 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 i think the often the, the value in working with creative skills comes from uh, you know it's, it's as much um uh the thing that you you know the the, the 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 sort of technical skill if you like as it is the let me help you think through your message and and how to engage your your audience and and that sort of skill, um, and and I I think that's where that that's where people can really help, and those are the kind of ways in which you know charities can use creative skills um, in a way that I don't think they have um, before. I mean, you know, in, in in my day job, we we invest a huge amount of time in thinking about you know user centric design and and how you how you really get into the minds of of people you're trying to i mean you know my work's in public sector so, so people you're trying to support understand what it is they want from a service and, and and make sure you kind of you kind of you know you deliver that and i, and I think all those principles apply whatever scale you're working at you know and understand um who it is you're trying to uh you know if you, so if you're a small charity who who is it you want to support you what do you want them to feel when they're when, when you reach out to them you know what emotional connection do you want to make and then what do you want them to do when they've understood what you're about and and i i think there's no reason why why you know small charities can't uh, uh, can't do that in the same way as any other any other business would and, and, and i think that you know there's there's a huge number of people out there willing to help
0: yeah, I, th- I think that's like a really lovely note to finish on, that there is a huge number of people that are are quite keen to help. And then I think also it's just that acknowledgement as well that charities kind of have all these different audiences to consider sometimes. They've got both their service users and beneficiaries, as well as then their supporters and those that fund them or fundraisers. So I guess targeting that message and that creative getting to know is um, you've got a few different audiences to consider, which um, kind of adds to that workload a little bit in some cases. It links um, on to another conversation I had with someone around leadership and, and the difference in, in ability to invest time and money and how things are directed in the different sectors. Like business does have a lot more investment and, and can kind of see that long-term agenda. Of having that understanding and in-depth knowledge, whereas, and I think charities sometimes, based on their their funding and their the precariousness of their funding, sometimes don't don't have that capacity sometimes. But it's definitely, um, yeah. Hopefully, this will be really interesting for our listeners to to consider and see see how and in what different ways they can get into the creative industry a bit more, and and tap into all of those people, like you say, that are keen to give their time and support, and in a mutually beneficial way. I think, which is what's really interesting from um, the create explore angle. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, and I'd welcome any feedback. You know, if, if people do look at what we do and, and they have any suggestions, I'd, I'd welcome any feedback.
0: Thank you again, Jeremy, for joining us today um, and talking to us around creativity. Thank you, Daniel. thank you to Jeremy Forshu for talking with me today. It was great to hear from Jeremy the ways in which creativity has played a role in his work, the impact it has had, and his motivation to connect those who are keen to help others. It seems that there is a lot of potential in connecting charities and creatives through platforms like Create Explore. similar to some volunteering roles. There is a talent pool that is ready to be tapped into, and the impact it could have seems relatively endless. I particularly like how mutually beneficial this type of model is. I also hope that small charities, societies and clubs can continue to tap into such resources while tech companies and digital services work towards ensuring their accessibility and understandability. Developing creativity within the charity sector can open new doors and opportunities and from this conversation it was nice to be reminded that the value of working with and engaging the creative skills around us is in reach. Jeremy welcomes any feedback or thoughts on Create Explore as a platform, which is step one in ensuring services like this grow and account for our sector. So, thank you, dear listener, for getting this far with us. We hope you enjoyed this episode and continue to enjoy the podcast. We'd love to hear either way. It's just left for me to thank our corporate sponsors: our Platinum sponsor, Charity People, for enabling us to share insights, expertise, and best practice across our sector; Giant Squid Audio Lab for sponsoring our podcast kit. Magda Aksmet for our beautiful website you can check it out at charitychat.org.uk and Forrester Fools for playing throughout the show and for playing us out now take care and speak soon